Welcome to episode 14 of the Sports Therapy Podcast. Today I discuss how buying my first house has kind of weighed on me over the past few weeks. But I've discussed how I began to turn that energy into a positive to help propel me forward instead of holding me back. We talk how to deal with girl problems like insecurity and what to do if you find yourself in a rut. We record the show on Monday morning, so we eventually get into our Browns-Ravens Monday night game predictions, so it should be fun for y'all to see who was right and who was wrong on that. I'll also give a quick statement on where I'm at as a Bengals fan after another season gone horribly wrong. We hadn't really had a chance to have a one-on-one combo in a few weeks, so this ended up being one of our longer episodes. Hope y'all enjoy it, and as always, if you're watching on YouTube, timestamps will be in the description, but much love for those who watch the whole thing. If you're listening on any of the podcast apps, be sure to leave us a rating, as that helps the show continue to grow. But anyway, that's enough for the intro. It's time to jump in. Do your headphones stay in your head like that? <laughs> they look like they're about they're, to fall off. They're they're actually sitting quite quite snug at the moment, bro. Unbelievably so. I think I found a good spot. Yeah, just at ninety degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice those are nice headphones, though. Are those like the back of my shit? Yeah. Um, what are these? I'm not gonna take them off because I finally got them in a the perfect spot to not slide perfect. off the back of my head. It's like a. It's like T.I. Sideways hat. That's what it reminds me of. It's like barely holding on. What you know about T.I. Sideways hat? <laughs> uh, very little. That's, that's all I know. Yeah. But anyway. But yeah, bro. So, bro, like, so I, I feel like I've been, I've been like in an interesting place. You know what I'm saying? Make sure everything good. Am I good? I'm still making sure I'm good. The pot has already started. Yeah, we good money. I've been in an interesting place because... I am purchasing my first house, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm about to turn 33. And it's just like, it represents such a big change for me in my life because it's a level of commitment that I've not had to make, which sounds weird, right? Because I'm married, I have a son, but like for some reason, this just feel like such a big undertaking. You feel me? Because I've been yeah. I've been living on my own my whole my adult life since I was what seventeen, right? But I've always rented. Every job I've ever worked was commission, so I always had to bill my check every month. It was never like nothing guaranteed. So it's like not, not a whole lot has changed. So I was trying to figure out like why the hell do I feel like this is draining the hell out of me over the past couple of weeks, and um, I think I figured it out. Like I started back. Well, first off, I started back journaling. Right? Have you ever okay. you have a journal? Yeah, I do. A little bit. Okay. Okay. So, um, for people out there, bro, an easy way to do it, because it's always been hard for me to keep it up, an easy way to do it is an app called um, Diarium. All right? It's basically just a calendar app, but in each day, there's a slot where you can journal. And you can do it. If you got a mic on your computer, you make it easy because you could voice the talk. I mean, you could talk to type, my bad. Or you could just record your audio. You feel me? And you can just get off your thoughts, get off your feelings on the thing. Boom. Just say it in the mic. Keep it moving. Don't take a long time. You know what I'm saying? So doing that, I, and I kind of came to it, bro. So I was, the other night, I was deep in thought. And I was like, you know what I felt like, bro? I feel like a team that um, just went deep in the playoffs in the NBA bubble. Right? Because... <laughs> Because okay, when <laughs> <laughs> you're like, wait, what? <laughs> because like 
when the pandemic hit, I never stopped. Like I never, nothing changed from an internet, from the internet standpoint. If you was watching for love raps, nothing changed, right? Yeah. But on the back end, a lot of stuff did change. But I was in a position where, you know, we do YouTube. So I was kind of like in a spot where, bro, a lot of people I know can't work. They can't do a lot of this stuff. I'm in this blessed position. I'd be damned if I'm going to complain. I'd be damned if I'm not going to continue to put out content. I'm going to do, do this because a lot of people that want to work, that can't. I yeah. can't. I'm in a good spot. So, cool. I do that. Um, I'm the head of my household, so I got to make sure everything going smooth. Wife going through changes. My son, four years old, he going through changes. He can't see his friends. He bored as hell at home. You know what I'm saying? Just a lot of, a lot of stuff that you got to navigate through. Yeah. And I never caught my breath. And I feel like if you think about Miami, think about the Lakers, went to the finals in the bubble. The season ended, and then it was like, all right, preseason. And it was like, whoa, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you never had an offseason. Yeah. And I feel like that's where I was at. But I went right back into the playoffs because right after that, right after I win this, this, champ, this bubble championship, now I'm buying a house. So instead of me being able to have this offseason, I got to go right back into the, the playoffs because I really need to be generating more bread than I was generating before. Like, it ain't no, all right, let's just chill for a minute. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, you about to put this big down payment down. You got to build your savings back up. You got new bills going to be coming in. You got uncertainties. And it's just me. You feel me? Like, it, it stops and ends with me financially. So I think it was weighing on me a bit. And then I realized something, bro. Like, <clears throat> every time I ever had to, like, I've ever been in this position, it always pushed me to new heights. So I'm trying to figure out why the hell am I so shaken up about this when I'm like, bro, really? I feel like I'm conditioned for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm built for it. I've been through situations like this before. And every time I've been this uncomfortable, it's always made for, like, the most growth that I've had. Just in life. I don't mean YouTube specifically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so that's kind of, like, where I'm at. And, like, when that came back to me, which was recently, probably about four or five days ago, I felt it. It was like uh, my brain started turning back on. Because, like, I've been out of it for, like, the last two or three weeks. But... You know how when you go into, you ever go into like an empty gym and you go to, um, and you turn the lights on and you know how they like slowly like, yeah. that one light, come, they stagger and then, it, and then eventually just all light up. Like that's how I felt like my brain coming back on over the past couple of days. I had to like kind of go into the back cave for that to happen. But that reboot has begun to happen. And now, bro, I'm in playoff mode. Like I'm, I'm all the way back. I'm in playoff mode. I feel very good i'm nervous like i'm kind of like i'm a little antsy but I, it's like a good it's a good it's good nerves you yeah. know what i'm saying like right before you go out on stage to do a damn comedy show or something like them you're going to get a little bit of butter butterflies in there yeah. so i got that but it's like an excitement of like what this new chapter is about to bring for me and the family or like what whatever what's this going to mean for the rest of my life basically you know it's a big undertaking buying a crib and um <clears throat> I'm just, I'm in a good place because of it. I feel good. And um, I'm excited about it, bro. I'm excited about, like, what the next several years, you know what I'm saying, is going to look like. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I think that's, I think you're in a great place. Like, yeah. I think being in that sort of, ma like, me mentality 
where you don't know, you're scared, you feel overwhelmed, it can be, it can be like a weighing on, like it can weigh on you. But yeah. if you don't have that at all, you'll get so bored that life will become meaningless because mm. you've gotten so good at what you do. Like we've talked about it. Like you've just got on top of your videos. You got a good schedule. You stick to it. You go to the gym. Like you got your routine down. Yep. So once you're easily handling that, it's like, well, what else do I do since I'm, mm. I've gotten so many steps in place. So I think taking this step for you clearly was like a step you needed because it put you in that, like, you know, that kind of chaos zone where yeah. you didn't know what was going to happen or you don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. And I think that's what makes the challenges of life worth it. Like you just be in that. So then you get to this point now where you feel that you feel that again, you feel that, uh, the happiness from, from going to do something, starting to take on the challenge. And then you see, like, you're starting to see the benefits of it. Yeah. You know, that's just, it's awesome. Man, let me ask you this, like, cause I want to, I don't want to give bad advice. Right. Yeah. But I wonder like how much of like people who may be listening or watching this podcast might be dealing with something similar where like, they feel like they in a funk, they in a rut, they're, you know, whatever, like, they might feel overwhelmed. It's, it's weird because, like, if you feel – I felt overwhelmed, but by taking on more in this situation, for some reason, I feel better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really understand how that makes any sense, but then you, I think back on the rest of my life before this, and it was the same way. Like, I remember um, going to, to football practice and, say, uh, you're doing, like, the conditioning test. I remember different years I approached the conditioning test different ways. There were certain years where I just tried to get by. I just tried to like coast and barely make the time every time. And there was other years where I just went as hard as I could. And my goal wasn't even to finish. Like yeah. my goal was more like for me, I was just like, I don't care. I'm about to just go as hard as I could go. And just, just see where the chips fall. Those years I did way better yeah. than I did on the years where I just tried to bear. Like it seemed like it took more energy to just barely yeah. make it than it took to just go all out. You know what I'm saying? And like, I wonder like, what is it to that? You know what I'm saying? Like it's something to that, bro. And I feel like a lot of people watching this could probably, they could probably apply that in some area of their life. At the same time, I don't want to give bad advice to have people taking on more stuff than they could actually handle. Yeah. But it's something to think about, man. It's something to think about. Maybe stack the deck against yourself a little bit. Like, maybe do that and see what you made out of, bro. Like, you might just find out, like, you really, you know, pressure make diamonds. Like, you might end up going, like, having that, that energy take you in the right direction instead of in the wrong direction. It yeah. could backfire, too, though. So that's why I don't really want to just come out and just say that, like, in a concrete fashion. Well, you know, I think you're you're just such a grinder. Like, you're able to do things that most people don't want to do, which is you're working for yourself. You don't have to work as much as you do, but you choose to do it because that's kind of how you're wired, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you enjoy the challenge of putting more, more on your plate and going to that analogy you made that's like perfect because I've been on both sides of that too. Like I've been on the side of it where it's like in YouTube, like I will like wait two weeks to make a video because I'm like, I need a break, but then I waited too long. So my energy is like just, I can't get it because I'm just like, I'm almost not fully there to yeah. do it. But then yeah, yeah. like going back to when I was still doing track, still doing school and I was trying to get a video up every week and that it was such a challenge. I was actually succeeding. So mm. I don't know what that is. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what that is, but I think there is a degree to that. Like you need to find a good balance of being scared. Like you don't know 
like yeah. you like taking on a new challenge like like you have and ultimately like yeah i don't i don't know people have to take on challenges like i'm i'm doing it too in my life like i did the same thing i bought a house a little over a year ago yeah. and i've dealt with the same types of things i still do like i like a year in and i'll be sitting on my couch going like whoa this is weird i <laughs> I, I own this place i bought it yeah it's like this is mine like I never thought I would be in this position like a few years ago. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, like I feel the same way about just taking on challenges. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's, sure. I think that's what we, we did that with YouTube. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so when you succeed greatly in things, then it gives you confidence to go after and go do more things. Right. So even if it's not as big as making a YouTube channel that's successful or buying a house, you can still start from smaller levels Like if you don't work out at all, like I didn't work out at all for like two years Mm. and just doing something a few times a week was being like, okay, I can take on that challenge. And then, and then doing that for a little while made me go like, okay, actually I want to get in shape to do this. And then I did that for a while. And then it's like everything, it's like dominoes. They're just falling and the, the, you know, the chips are stacking all of a sudden, boom, I'm doing like more intense training. I'm focusing on diet. I'm like way more organized with that kind of stuff. Mm. And that's just, it just starts from like doing something so simple. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just starting with something that's like not even hard. Okay. Doing five minutes of back stretches in the morning every day. Yeah. Like that's where it starts. You know what I mean? And that builds into like whatever you, wherever you want to take it. You don't have to take it into like what I'm doing with like training to be like an elite sprinter but you can just take it into like doing, do you want to go play basketball and feel good? Like, or do you want to go out and be able to ride your bike around or train for like a, a race or something? Like, it doesn't matter. Not to cut you off, but I want, while you're there, um, I want to get that update too. Like what's the, I want the update on the training. What's up? Dude, it's been, it's been awesome. My home gym is, is really coming together now. Cause the bumper plates just got in the weights that you can use to clean and deadlift. Yep. Yep. Just got those in. And got the, the the squat rack set up. It it goes onto the wall, it comes down, and then we have the platform that you're able to do the cleans on or deadlifts yeah. or whatever. And then we got an exercise bike. We got a bench that's adjustable, so you can do incline, decline, all yeah, that kind nice. of stuff. Nice. And you know, I got a box for like an adjustable box for like box jumps. And I got Did resistance you, uh, bands. What you do with your flooring? Did you put horse stall mats down? Yeah, horse stall mats all over the floor. And so, nice. yeah. yeah, those are clutch. Yeah, they yeah. were the big part of like the flooring, you know, layout, the blueprints, yeah, but sure. that's, that's only part of it. Like that is now gives me no excuses like that. Oh, I have yeah. no, excuses no excuses now. None. So that's nice. But really the, the, the part of my training that's been great is I've been going and following this specific training regime put in, it's like built by sec sprint coaches or mm. not even just sprint coaches, but like sec track coaches all like kind of, gathered together to make this app and it, it gives you based on what you want, they'll design you a training like regiment yeah. from beginner, intermediate, advanced, elite, whatever you kind of need for whatever event, how long you want to train four weeks, eight weeks, 16, 24, they off season workouts. They got it all. So That's fire. I've been following that and it's been hard. <laughs> it's been <laughs> brutal, dude. And like I did this workout where I did, it was like supposed to be 200 meter hills where it's like reasonably steep incline, like not like 45 degrees or anything, but it's tough to get up and it's like sprinting up. 
and but when you don't do hills like when it's been a while since you've done hills you almost don't remember how much you push yourself like you, you don't know like what the good level is so it was yeah. four of them just four four 200 meter hills and the first one i did and it was like a solid pace i had my friend timing me and it was like a pretty solid time for the first one. I was like, hey, that wasn't too bad. The second one, halfway up, all of a sudden, it's like my body stopped working. Like, it's just like, I can't even go the same speed. And I go like five seconds slower. And then the Damn. third one, I'm like, I get, I go, I'm going like way slower now. And when I hit like a, you hit like a wall, 120 meters into this. It, it was probably more like 170 instead of 200 just because we couldn't find a good enough hill. But it was like my body was so tapped from like trying to sprint up hills that it was like my body was like failing. <laughs> it was so intense. It was weird. And so I had one yeah. more. And the thing is, I'm not even that tired like lungs wise, but my body is like, just it's stop, dead. dude. Just stop. Yeah. Yeah. So I go do this fourth one. And as I finish it up, I'm like trying to walk it off. And I end up laying on the ground for like 10, 15 minutes. Just I can't even get myself to like just walk around, which is way better for you than laying down after running. Mm. And we end up, I was supposed to do like a cool down. I was like, Hey, just take me, take me to your house. Cause I went over to my friend's house beforehand and we were driving and on the way. I was like, you got to pull over right now. He pulls over into a home Depot parking lot, I end up puking in the home Depot parking lot and laying Kid there God. for like 10 minutes. <laughs> my body just completely, I mean, it just completely I mean, failed. You got on it me. In. That definitely mean you got it in though. So that's, yeah. Saying. So, it's the stuff like that that makes you like when it's happening, you're questioning everything. Like, why am I doing this? Like, what's the point? Yeah. But it's like, it's the same kind of challenge thing that we're talking about that it's not, I'm not doing it because I, I want to go do those. But if I go do those and I can succeed at taking on those challenges, you feel so much better. You feel like you can do anything. Like I started to get scared of puking after workouts. Like that was like a fear of mine, which was so silly. Cause I used to puke all the time. I'm not saying that's the goal. Like I'm not saying it's the goal to puke, but yeah. when you do, when you do like track based workouts, especially high level ones, like college level ones, yeah. some of those workouts, man, are not, not for the, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not easy. Yeah. So I used to puke like twice a week on the track team. I remember, I'm saying I'm using this a lot and if it's bothering people, whatever, but this is how it was. I would, it's like two to three times a week. It would be the hard workout where I'd be laying on the ground after and just in the tr on the trash can or whatever. But then like three years removed from that, all of a sudden I'm like, I'm scared to do that. I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't like that feeling when you are just about to throw up like that feeling. Like I hate that feeling so much that I just try to avoid it. I just like, Oh, I'm just not going to push myself that hard. But yeah. once you push yourself that hard and then actually do it, you realize it's not even that bad. Right, like right, right, it, right. if anything, you feel better afterwards. And then like that night, like it's so you get so much, so much better sleep. And then now it's like my body's already so much stronger from, I've done like four weeks of training now, four weeks of this, like kind of college level off season training. And it's my body's like transforming. It's dope, but yeah. it's those kind of challenges that I take on that make it like, I really feel great. Like I look at myself in the mirror and I feel good about myself because yeah. I'm doing those kind of things. So, that's what's up, bro. That's yeah, that's up, bro. that's where it's at. Man, I can't I can't wait to get the home gym popping, bro. Like we got the um, I got like a four car garage, so we got two cars. <laughs> so half of the garage is gonna be the gym. You feel me? So I'm yeah. gonna build a gym in there. We also have it's kind of weird, but there's an outside bathroom. There's no pool here. It's pool. It's like you could put a pool there, but there's no pool. But there's an outside bathroom with the shower. 
like a dope bathroom. I'm going to turn that whole joint to a sauna. It's going to be mm. fire, bro. And it's like there's a door so I can walk right out of my master into – and the sauna is right there. Or it will be. It'll be right there. So I can walk right out into the sauna. Like it's going to be so dope to the point where I've been getting right just with what I've been doing. Yeah, like, I, I really think I'm gonna be able to take it to another level. Like not like what you do. <laughs> like it, it's probably gonna be like all the performance stuff. My shit yeah. is more superficial. It's more like, hey, I want to look good because I'm old, and I want to just keep looking young. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And also be able to dunk on fools. Look That's good, it. feel good. Look good, feel good. Dunk on fools on the weekend. That is a win. You know what I'm saying. So. That's that's where it's headed, and uh, I might have to hit you up for like, I might have some questions about like the yeah. home gym and stuff when I get to that point. I should send you the photos of what it looks like because it's like half janky looking, half like dope looking, mm. but it's because of the size of the garage. Like, oh, it's it's like when you were buying this home, were you planning it based around those kind of things? Like, were you really it, thinking it about was those? In my head, but it's not like I mean, there's so many things obviously that yeah, go into yeah. it. So it was it was a part of it, but I didn't buy the best space for that. Like there's yeah. a house, bro, with a full court basketball. Like it's got it's the dopest full court I've ever seen at a house because it's two like the good goals, like the A one. You know what I'm saying? But it's out like way in the country. You know what I'm saying? There's a bunch of space out there. It was super dope and it was super tempting. But, uh, you know, it's not like real good schools out there. My wife would have yeah. to drive like 40 minutes to take my son to school. So that's true. I didn't go that route. So, yeah, I took all that into consideration. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's the one thing about me getting a house that almost just happened so quick. I didn't think it through. But I'm happy with the place I live. Like, I'm there's it's not an issue. It's just some things that I care about, like the home gym type of thing mm-hmm. and working out. I just, I'm like, if I go get a house in the future, buy another house somewhere else, it's like, I just now, I guess being a first time homeowner is dope. Homeowner is dope. Cause it's, uh, you learn all the, you learn all the flaws with like how you're looking at it. And yeah, next time yeah. I go look, I'm going to be able to know exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. Cause bro, if I would have bought a house two years ago, it would have been, it probably would have been trash because <laughs> I've lived, like I've rented a house now for about two years. So through living here all this time, I've really started to realize things I want. Because I never used to care. My wife would be like, you know, we should probably build because we want it how we want. I'm like, who cares about all that, bro? It's just, but after living in this space, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I see exactly what you mean. Like, yeah. Because now I know, like, the specific stuff that I would like. So it definitely helped in this, in this process. With that said, it's my first crib. It's a really nice crib. But it's probably not my forever crib, yeah. even with that said. You know what I'm saying? We'll be here for five, maybe ten years, and then we'll see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Do you see yourself staying in Texas? Possibly, if they uh, if they go ahead and legalize. But um, we'll see. What's the reasons for you living in Texas? Like, what do you like about it? Well, I'm, a re- I'm from the South. So, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I like living in Southern places that's what i'm used to right and of all the southern places like texas is the best place i've lived i have i've been a lot of places i haven't lived many places i lived in mississippi wasn't it for me i lived in louisiana for years was not it for me i don't like louisiana has the best food i think i've ever had um but as far as me living there 
I really didn't. I really didn't enjoy living there. Texas has just been everything I need, and I don't know if the state should get the credit or it's probably the place I'm at in my life. To be completely honest, more so than anything, I'm just in a good space to where I can pretty much do whatever I want, and there's plenty of space out here. Things are overly expensive, although there are some hidden fees that you don't expect because there's no state tax, and they hit you back when you buying them houses. Like the tax, it come back like yeah. tenfold. But. Um, you know, just overall, it's just it's just a, a, a pretty dope place. There's a lot of issues here. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of political stuff. But, like, you just don't really encounter that stuff on a day-to-day basis in my experience. Like, I haven't had any, like, bad run-ins since I've been here. Like, everything yeah. has been cool. It's, I don't know, bro. It's, like, it's the closest thing to perfect that I've lived. But at the same time, like, I want to do more traveling and as I travel more and probably like stay like you know when I travel now I want to stay in a place for like a week two weeks you know and just get like really get what it feel like to be in these different places in west coast east coast try some different stuff out I might change my mind but for right now it just works man and my wife has family here like very like near us which is super important to her you feel what I'm saying like she one of the people that she like to go over her cousin house every weekend still so stuff like that is big for her so just when you look at the totality and it's nice because my son you know he get to play with his cousins and he got so all of that stuff is good for them so yeah. i have to take all of that into consideration when i'm choosing because it really ain't gonna matter that much for me all i need is space time good internet access to multiple gyms and basketball courts cool people i'm straight like you know what i'm saying i don't need a whole lot to be happy to be honest so I feel that all the other stuff is just for them. You know, I, I feel that. And that's part of the reason why I, I be, because I can talk to my family and travel back whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the potential of living other places is really going to be in my future because yeah. I think it's the same as you. Like I'm, I've been on the West coast my whole life. I mean, not really the coast, but just Idaho's close to the coast somewhat you know eight hours and then you know i'm from i I live in sacramento now which is like two hours from the coast so it's just like everything west of the rockies is what i know right and it's there's certain types of people like a lot of the people are similar it's not a huge cultural shift from idaho like boise idaho to northern california there's differences for sure but it's not dramatically different yeah and i kind of want to experience that like i i have no idea what the south is like so i ask you Hey, so what's it like down there? You probably go, oh, it's dope, bro. It's just life, man. It's it's how it is. And it's like, I go there and I notice things instantly that are so much different, yeah, but I you don't need, notice. I would need specifics. Like, it's, you know yeah. what I'm saying? The, of what you're looking for specifically. Yeah, I mean, but Texas uh, is somewhat of a melting pot. Like a lot of people come to Texas from the West Coast, from the, from the Northeast, from, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, Texas is, is kind of like a central hub for a lot of different people. You know what I'm saying? More so than other Southern states, for sure. You know, so. the, the one thing about Texas that has me wanting to go there, and I'm, I don't even know how much you care about this, but it has so much, uh, like, it, it's the same in California, but I don't really like Sacramento. It's not a huge uh, sports cultural place, mm-hmm. but Texas has, like, the football is, is so big there. Yeah. And even basketball is big there. And so yeah. it's like, I'm sure in Houston, that's how it is. Or even, you know, obviously I've been at Dallas and it was like that. Um, Austin, Texas, all those places have like diehard fan bases. And I've always yeah, loved for sure. that. For sure. So yeah, how much does like that, that? For sure. Do you like, like that you, stuff at all? 
you definitely see I don't care about it as much. Yeah. It doesn't really you know what I'm saying? It it provides conversation for me. Yeah, I, I see the the thing. We're good on this side. Yeah, no, I'm not tripping. <laughs> not tripping. Um, actually, let me just do this real quick. No, back. that's fine. Mm. <sighs> All right. Yeah, it provides for like good conversation. Like when I go to the court, you know, or to the song, I talk about the Rockets and the Cowboys and the Texas. I could talk about Bill O'Brien. Yeah. But like, I don't really, it's not that big of a deal to me because I'm not like, you know, I'm not really big on like the whole atmosphere thing and a yeah. whole bunch of screaming fans. I don't really care about that stuff that much. So, but it does definitely exist more so in Dallas than in Houston on uh, football from a football standpoint. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it def- does definitely exist. And that's probably something you would, you would like. You know, it's I gotta tell the story about being on the track team, because being on a track team, I've probably actually told something like this, so whatever. But the when you're on a track team, a lot of those people only did track, and people who only did track are such a weird group of people. And I'm not saying weird; it's like oh, they're weird, but it's like it's funny weird because it's like they're not into other sports at all. And that's so weird coming from someone like me because I'm like the guy who's like I'm checking scores in the football locker room, like oh. You see what's going on? Everyone's like, oh, wow. We're like watching highlights. So I remember my freshman year being one of those kids thinking everyone's into sports. Just in my own head, I'm just like, oh, everyone's into sports. (laughs) And, you know, some crazy happens on like Monday night football or something. We're in the locker room and I'm just like, yo, you guys see that? Like thinking everyone's going to react. And people are like, Giants? Are you talking baseball or what sport? Like they don't even know. And or whatever. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter. But they people don't even pay attention yeah. and that's fine. Like people don't have to pay attention, but it was so weird. It was like so shocking to me because I was around a group of friends and, and teammates who were so into sports that when it wasn't, I was just like, you guys aren't like diehard anything. Like, no, yeah. we just live here. It's like, that doesn't <laughs> make sense. You just live, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> live without sports. That doesn't make any sense. Man. But, most of my life has been like that, bro. Like, where people aren't really where I'm from, they're they're sports fans, but they're more like the fans, like super casual fans. You know what I'm saying? To where they are into the sport, but it's more about the outfit they're gonna wear to the game, and they're probably just gonna set up in a parking lot and um, and tailgate. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? It's it's more about the event, yeah, and and the bands and stuff like that, which I have never been that into. So. I'm used to not really having a whole bunch of people to to share these thoughts and experiences yeah. with. You know what I'm saying? I just kind of keep that shit to myself for the most part. Yeah. Um, because anytime I break out like anything where I'm actually breaking down what I'm seeing, it's they're usually either going over cats' heads or they're just not interested. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? One or the other. And it's like, yeah, all right. Yeah, I was the kid who wakes up on Saturday morning it's a Boise State game that night. I'm like pacing in the hallway, so nervous, thinking about the game that I'm like, I have my well, jersey on. I'm like walking on well, Saturday. Well, I'm I was saying outside, like, bro. I was incredibly outside, bro. I did all I did growing up was go to sports practice, and then on Saturdays I'd work or play video games. You worked? <laughs> How old were you? Uh, like, well, I started working at my dad's place when I was like 13, 14. Okay. I don't know if that counts. I mean, it's work. But it's like, it's just different. Because I was like, you just went and found a job, but just working with you. No, no. I mean, I'm not going to hey, act like. get your ass. <laughs> no. What really happened was I just worked every Saturday night from like 13, 14-ish, like 7th, 8th mm-hmm. grade till mm-hmm. through high school. 
Okay. And I mean, still, what's up, though? You know, the positives of it is like you learn how to like not care that it's Saturday night. It's like, oh, everyone is like, I have to go out on Saturday night. It's like, it's it's not a big deal to me. Like I can work, so yeah. that's the cool part of it. But yeah. the downsides is then I don't care about Saturday night. So everyone wants to go out and stuff, and I'm like, Saturday night. It's like, yeah, I can just chill. But I'm from so many people town, are used bro. to what. I'm from a small town. Going out on Saturday night is is like, yo, let's go post up in front of this gas station with <laughs> our Eminem spray painted cars. Like, did, did I don't know if you saw that? Like when this was happening, there was like, oh, there'd be these old school cars like box Chevys and all of that, and the cats would basically wrap them in like Eminem, not the rapper, the candy. Eminem rapping or like Reese's and like it was like this. No, whole that's not how it is. Where it I'm was from. that and race car jackets. That was that was the hot thing. And they would pull up, and if you needed some gas because you was leaving your girl crib and you got to make it all the way to the country where I live at, it's like damn. Now I gotta go over here and deal with these <laughs> these loud, drunk, obnoxious people. While I'm really just trying to pump my gas, bro. But it's like, that was going out. And then there was like these little clubs, these little hole-in-the-wall clubs. But it was weird because I never really got into it because like all my aunts and stuff, you know, it ain't a lot of places. So my aunts and stuff is at these places. So I just never, I never really embraced that. I didn't start going out like that until I went to college. When I knew yeah. I could go to the club, get drunk, uh, run up behind some girls and not run into one of my aunts. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I don't know nobody in here. Like, it's no family. It's just randoms in a place that I'm not going to remember none of them, and they're not going to remember me. Great. You know what I'm saying? Come in, do my thing, and I'm out. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's... What did you do growing up as, like, for fun outside Again, of... What I did, bro, I'm, I was so simple, bro. That's the beauty of me. That's the beauty of me. That's why I didn't get in trouble like that, bro. Because kids was bored as hell where I'm from, so they get into the streets. You know what I'm saying? They do a lot of... My brother kind of fell victim to that stuff for a while. He good now. He shook back. Uh, but for me, bro, I always like the same stuff, bro. I like sports. And when I say sport, I like to play sports. Yeah. So if there was a game to be had, let's play. I'm talking about one-on-one. I go pick my homeboy up. You know, I barely got enough gas to make it to town. I'm yeah. going to go scoop him up, come all the way back down here, Breaking the gym on Alcorn's campus. Remember that light um, analogy yeah. I was using earlier? Yep. Turn on the lights and let's get it in. And we grind it out. Somebody come in there. We'll play them, you know, shoot against dude for $100. That type of thing. That's what I was into. After this, we still got daylight. All right, cool. Let's rest for about 30 minutes. Walk to the store. Get a Sprite or a Gatorade. Go to the field. Mm-hmm. We're going to run routes. I'm going to go through the whole tree on that side, this side. That's what I did. I did that. Yeah. I played video games and I dealt with my with, with females. That's what I did. And I was perfectly happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was perfectly happy with that. Like, I never really desired um, what I seen a lot of the cats doing just because I didn't see it leading nowhere, bro. It was like all of the desirable girls yeah. are at school to me. Anyway, like, you know what I'm saying? Or on a college campus. They're not really at, like, Henry Lee. Like, that ain't really the chicks that I'm after. So I just never got into that, man. I was never I was never bored. I was perfectly entertained. I was good, bro. I really was good. I'm very similar minus the females. But it, it, was, it was a lot of, like, oh, this girl's cute, but there's no chance there. So I'll just play video games. <laughs> or I'll go. <laughs> me and my friend will go to the park and play basketball. 
Hey, but, video games are great, bro. Yeah, it was like video meat and potatoes, video games and sports. I was, I didn't need I anything st- else. I still do it. That's still what I do. Yeah. Like I still, I be playing Call of Duty. I get bored with an hour and a half, and I say, "All right, fellas, I'm going to the gym." I leave. I go to the gym. I lift. I hoop. I get into an argument with some random dude. Yeah. It's great. Then I go in the sauna, have a good conversation with some other random person. Come back home. I got the wife. I got the kid. And it's just, bro, my routine, like, when, when things are going smoothly, like, I'm happy as shit. Yeah. Like, I do no, the same stuff it. every day, and I love it. Like, I really do. You the know? perfect weekend to me is waking up, putting on, like, a good show or podcast and, like, playing a video game, playing, like, RuneScape or something, or, like, right, NCAA, and a just doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, real that's, talk. Real talk. Yeah. Like, me and the wife, will crank up an anime. We on One Piece right now, which... It's got 10 million episodes, so we'll probably never finish. Cool. I'm enjoying the journey, right? You know what I'm saying? We sit there. We watch that. My son, he watch on and off between that and his tablet and his Mario game. He yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? But we just be chilling, bro. And I, I really enjoy that. But you got to remember, though. You got to remember the wife, she like to go out. She want to yeah. be seen. She need to, you feel me? No, so you got to make sure you're doing that and you're, you're giving attention to that. You got to dress up. You know, once a week or maybe once every two weeks, let her dress up and y'all go out and, and do some grown-up shit and feel good. And then yeah. as long as you got that balanced, then the anime stuff work. You can't just yeah. watch anime every yeah. weekend, though. Like, she going to get bored of that real fast. That's you very, know what I'm very true. So you got to balance it out. The thing yeah. I've been working on is enjoying the things that I don't want to go do. So my girlfriend would be like, oh, let's go on like a, let's go check out, let's go walk around. Uh, Midtown, and I'm like that. That's I don't want to do that, yeah, but yeah, let's let's go. Like she wants to do it, let's go. And yeah. the thing is, I've done it bad in the past, where I'm just like in a bad mood the whole time, <laughs> like not being pissy or anything, just kind of just not engaged. Like, oh, do you did you see that guy over there? I'm just like, yeah, that was that was crazy. Like, I'm bro, just, what are you? How are you getting your mind? Because sometimes I can do it, and sometimes I fail miserably. It's like I always want to do it. But sometimes I can't get myself yeah. to be in the moments, especially when I'm doing shit I don't want to well, really do. Do you remember that time <laughs> when we were on Bourbon Street after the, the Saints game and we were just like doing things that weren't up your alley and you like we're hanging out. So it's like we never hang out. So we're both trying to enjoy it. But because it's not your vibe, you're just like sitting there like the look on your face cracks me up <laughs> thinking about it every time because you had like your eyes were like half shut. You're just like ready to go to sleep almost. You're like, this sucks. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to yeah, be yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. I think, I dude. I don't, I don't know. That's the thing. I, also don't, I don't know what know. point you're making, though. <laughs> like, I just wanted to bring that up, but great. No, yeah. no. The thing is, we ended up getting like cigars or something, and then you perked mm-hmm. right up. You're like, "This is my kind of thing," and like you were like all yeah. like super energized. Yeah. I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really know what point I'm making with that, but I guess when you find things that you enjoy, it can like totally change your mood, even though it's not even that much different. Yeah. Like it's not that much different, but all of a sudden you're in a totally different mood. Figure out and, ways to mesh them. Yeah. It's basically, it's basically what you're saying. While doing the thing that she want to do, infuse something that I want to do. That's not and distracting and taking away. distracting. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, it's tough because, yeah, just trying to get yourself to enjoy an activity, trying to do anything is impossible. It's like when you're listening to someone, if you're trying to listen, it's almost like you're like, okay. So he's saying this. Yeah. Okay. What did, what did he just say? Yeah. You now really what am I thinking about? Your inner oh, dialogue y- at that yeah. Point. Yeah. And so you try to do anything and it doesn't work. So yeah. it's a skill like anything. 
and I've gotten better at like being like on walks and my girlfriend's like, Oh, look at that house. Look at their yard. And I used to just kind of be like, I don't care. But over time I've been like, okay, what can I appreciate about this yard that we're looking at? Okay. I like how they trim the, the outsides of the grass. I, you know what I mean? Just coming up with enough to where like, okay, I'll make this almost like a game in my head. Okay. Now we look at yards and I can go, Oh yeah. So I like the, the rocks, how they're laid out. I like those, uh, the, this and this, I like that. Whatever it is, like game, the plants. Bro. That's really game right there. Yeah, that, dude, I do this weird thing where I have to play games in my head to get enjoyment out of activities. I think most guys are probably like I, I'm yeah. definitely like that. I'm like that when I go to the gym. Like yeah. it's an it's an RPG, like 100. percent Like you dude. know what I'm saying? Like, my boy was saying that the other day, and I was thinking like, bro, I'm the same way because it's like you're not really changing, especially once you're into it. You ain't changing every day. Yeah, but it's slow. But you know that if I keep, um, like, what's the word? Like, if I keep shooting into this loot cave on Destiny for my Destiny 1 players back in the day, <laughs> eventually this RNG going to drop me something. Like, eventually I'm going to start to slowly evolve. And when yeah. I look back, my character going to be the main progress. You know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of dudes do that, bro. Like, And if you ain't doing that, you need to do it, bro. Turn everything into a game. Everything. Well- you know, that's my problem with just watching TV shows or just mindlessly watching TV. I get mm. so bored because I'm not like, like I can get into stories sometimes, but overall mm. I'm just like, I'm not part of this in any way. Mm. So like, what's going on here? Like, that's like, I, you ever watched, uh, amazing race? No. Okay. So I'm familiar with, yeah. What it is, so the show where they go around the world doing challenges, it's mm-hmm. so frustrating because they're playing a game that I can't play. So I'm already jealous and that you can see all their flaws and you're like, come on, just do it better. And a few episodes of that. And I'm already like, my brain hurts because I'm yeah. so upset because I want to be doing those things and they're not doing them good enough. And I know I could do better. All that stupid crap. Yeah, I don't watch shows like that, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm only going to watch, like, now I've learned, bro. I only watch a show after it's got at least three or four seasons, and the reviews got to be A1, because I'm not going to sink my time into it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to sink my time into it unless I know this is going somewhere. Yeah. You feel me? Because I've been <laughs> let down too many times, bro. Too I'm- many times by these shows. You, yeah, so I do the same thing, and my girlfriend always gives me crap because she'd be like, oh, don't look up the reviews kind of thing. And and I'm like, because I always check Rotten Tomatoes. It's like we're about to watch a movie, and she's like, oh, it's just, she likes to just watch whatever. Like, oh, that sounds yeah, interesting. Nah. And I will look it up, and it's like got a 21%, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, that's not saying too many good things here. And it's just because there's, there's a million things to watch, a million things to watch. You could yeah. like use the rest of your life watching things and still not make a dent in how many things are out there and so i'm i just don't want to spend any time watching something that i can't get into like the other night um we spent a long time looking for movies and it was just like every movie doesn't sound interesting it's like 40 movies and all of them i'm just like no no like and she's like you're not even reading them i'm like just looking at the photo of it the moment i saw it it's like it doesn't intrigue me in any way trash so I do not want to try to spend the movie trying to get into it. Like that does not sound fun to me. See, she probably think you're being like over judgmental, but really what it is is you've learned it's experiences. You feel yes. what I'm saying? Like I've done this so many times to the point where I I know, like I kind of know where, yeah, this ain't something that I'm gonna enjoy. You feel yeah. me? I'm not. That don't mean it ain't good. It might be cold. Yeah. But this this ain't for me. You feel me? Um. But um. Just throwing it out there. 
wine and if you smoke in those settings, it definitely helps with any of these shows. It helps you to get into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Turn your brain off a little bit and get into the show a little bit more. Then once you're in, it's much easier to keep that going yeah. than when you first like jump in. Dude, you know what I'm I, now this is kind of on that topic, but <laughs> last New Year's, because it's the last time that I really went out, if you want to call it that, where it was still normal, like people weren't social distancing and people were having fun and stuff last last uh, New Year's. Okay. And my <clears throat> girlfriend and her friend were like, oh, the, there's this uh, free event going on and we should go check it out. Like they like to go do that, like discover like random things type of thing. I'm like, you know what? I, I, it's fine. I'm down for the journey. And we went into a club upstairs and it was a Christian club. Nothing against Christians, but it was a no drinking, no smoking, no nothing. Club sounds and, like a contradiction. And, <laughs> but I don't, it, it wasn't like any theme other than like Christians. And there was like a pastor at the front that's like leading the party. So he's like, so all church. right, party people. It was like almost like a church party type of thing. They had a choir? No, it wasn't that church. Oh, man. Come on, bro. It wasn't. Like they no, had a choir. I was about to say. It was like, like a club. It was like a party vibe, but like church themed kind of thing. Okay. But there was no drinking or anything. And if you ever go around a group of people that you don't know and no one's like drinking or anything, everyone's so stiff. Yeah. And it's like no one's dancing. No social lubricant. That no matter how good the music is or the DJ is into it, it's like everyone's just like. <laughs> hey, what the DJ going crazy? Though? Yeah, dude. The DJ, you know the DJ's always into it because the DJ is just paid to be there. He's the DJ. He's got the yeah. headphones around his head. He's getting into it, and, and no one's dancing. Looking at him. That's yeah. hilarious. And you can't make conversation when everyone's stiff because everyone's just like, "Oh, hey there. Like, how how are you doing?" What you should have done, and this is what I'm going to do next time I'm in this situation. And this ain't even my personality, but I'm going to just do it just because. You should have just went in the middle of the dance floor and started getting off as if you was 10 drinks in at 2 (laughs) a.m. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what you should have did. Just to see, bro, you probably would have opened the whole party up. Like, you know the scene in the movie? Where like they go to the stiff party and this one dude start doing these goofy dances, but for some reason everybody just fall in line with it, and then the whole party just it just turn up. Yeah, like maybe it would have worked like that in real life. <laughs> or yeah, that's maybe they would have looked at you crazy and you just felt stupid. Yeah, I would do that for like twenty <laughs> seconds. No one, no one does anything, and then I just feel like an idiot. What you had to lose, bro? You ain't never gonna see them people again, bro. That's true. That's what you think. And all of a sudden, I mean, you're like at an event, and all of them are like, yeah. "Hey, that's that guy!" And they have Some like a dude video in your of come his section. Yeah, that's you at this point. It goes viral. Yeah, <laughs> KTO looks like an idiot on the dance floor. Hey, then they put like your theme music in the background of the video with your dancing, bro, and like completely meme it. Oh my god, that'd be good. Yeah, Should've did it. You know, I, I always joked with people because there were certain songs that, like, if they came on. It didn't matter how awkward or nervous I felt. I could go out on the dance floor and just get it in my awkward dance because I'm not a good dancer. Yeah. And, you know, my girlfriend will be the first to tell you that, but she thinks it's funny because it's like funny awkward. It's not, yeah, I'm just yeah, like yeah. getting it. It like, doesn't even make sense, but it's like kind <laughs> of on rhythm. So it can work if everyone's in a good mood. <laughs> if everybody in a good if mood. If everyone's in a good mood and they, they <laughs> kind of know me, they're like, hey, this guy's pretty funny. But if no one knows me, they're like, get this guy away from us. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. Yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that, but Me yeah, either, but certain songs, story, so. certain songs can be like, oh, I don't even care. I can get down to this song, and yeah, that's just how it is. Some songs, like sometimes, like like I don't even go to clubs. Like I've been to a club a handful of times in my life, 
but it's no point to go now. You go, well, yeah, I just mean in the past, but you go and it's like, they're playing a certain music and it's like, I just can't get into it. It's like that whole thing, like trying to get into something, trying to get into music at an event that you're not into is impossible. Can't even fake it. I can't can't even fake dance. You can't get out your head. Yeah. When I first started going to the club in uh, in Baton Rouge, it was during the time where Lil Wayne was just like the biggest superstar on earth, and yeah. here I am, the biggest Wayne fan. I had every CD since the since the tape, since the Block is Hot, since the first one, like seven, eight years earlier, before this point. So I'm completely into it. Year, two years pass, and now it's more just bounce music, which. Is um is Louisiana Bay. It's like one beat, but they put it to every song. And yeah. if you go to Louisiana, go to a club, everybody loves this shit. And they will dance for five hours. Yeah. But I I'm not into it. So like I, I stopped going to the club because like I just found myself sitting back thinking the whole time, just looking at people, judging them. You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, I'm becoming this person. Because they're just not playing the music that I could get into, bro. Yeah. And it just ruined it for me. So I stopped I stopped going. Yeah. I mean, if you can't get into it, there's no point of, of going. But then there's yeah. the people who enjoy that. It's like, I don't get those people. The people who like to go to the club, yeah. not dance, but they still go. They're like, yeah, it was a great night. Like, I don't know. That's the closest they get to having fun, I guess. I, I don't know. I can't judge them. I, I do wish that those people would be a little more thoughtful. And like, think about like why they enjoy it for a person like me that's curious. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I really want to know. And I think if they continue to break it down, they could figure it out. Like, what is it about this? Because it doesn't seem very enjoyable, but you keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? So it's something you like about this, obviously. Yeah. Like, I wish they could break it down because I just want to know. You know what I'm saying? Well, if that person is listening to this, bro, why do y'all do that, man? Put it in the comments. Like, there you go. Yeah. Why you go to the club, stand there? Look awkward as hell with your group of two friends over in the corner. Don't talk to no girls. Go home and then do it again next week. <laughs> Why y'all still doing that, bro? Find Did, something else. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was just, other settings to meet girls, bro. It's better settings, matter of fact. That's very true. People who are looking for relationships or hookups at clubs, man, that's a interesting crowd. I mean, that's hookups a tough game. is, uh, you know what? I can't speak to it. I can't speak to it because my days was college days. And college days is different because it, it make it a little bit easier because, one, you have nothing to lose. Two, if you're, if you're a guy, you're probably somewhat of a loser, meaning that you're broke because you're in college. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got your you one button up crib. on. Yeah. That you're, you're wearing to the club. apartment with five other dudes on a dorm. So, you know, you ain't got nothing to lose. You're just out there shooting your shot. If you see your girl that you, seen, that you saw in math class, you know what I'm saying? You might be able to make this shake if, on the right night. So I get it in that situation. But after that, I can't really speak to it. Like as an adult with your own job and everything already popping. Yeah. I just, I can't really, I don't know. I don't know yeah. I've spent way too much time trying to understand the psychology of things, which is so silly because we all have a perspective. You think well, that's silly? I, I, don't I think, think so. I think it's more important to like ask people about why they like to do things. Like you said, like asking why they like to sit on the side instead of me trying to get into their mind like from a distance like oh they probably like it because like you start assuming things it's good to ask but if they've never thought about it they're not going to tell you the truth you, they're yeah. going to just make up something on the spot and to them it's going to be truth you feel me because like we we make up like stories to about stuff it's like uh the first yeah, time like back in up. the day when they saw lightning 
They just made up something. Well, clearly there's a dude up there named Zeus who throwing yeah. lightning bolts, like obviously, right? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You're just going to make up a story in your head and that's what you're going to go with. So, you could ask them, but if you ask just a regular person, you're not going to get no clarity on the situation because they're just going to say the first thing that comes to their mind. Man, you know that's so saying? weird that you're saying that now because I'm thinking about that concept of like just making up things. Yeah. And I've always had a bad habit of that when I'm like on the spot and someone asks me why I'm doing things. Yeah. Well, yeah, but... I'm just saying like when you think about it and it's like most of the time you're not like covering up for anything. You're just not thinking about it. So you're just making it like that's such a weird concept. Your brain has to create like a shortcut. It's like if you see something out the corner of your eye like that's and ghost. you, yeah, your brain will make up something like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I was walking through my house the other day and my dog is not here. He had like a doggy hotel or whatever right now. I thought I seen him, but it was really like a t-shirt. But my, in my, my brain was like, oh, yeah. that's clearly, that's Saint right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it just made it up. It was just take a shortcut. Dude, and it happened all the time. I have a, my front door has like those like designs on it, like where it's like, it reflects light in a certain way. Like yeah. it's like the sideways, like the little patterns around like the, the circle that's a piece of glass. Mm-hmm. And it's not just straight through. It's like got little designs. So light reflects weird. Yep. And when I'm sitting on the couch, if you just move forward and back, it just like bounces around. So I'm like constantly thinking there's someone at the door. Bro, I hate that so much. I had one of them doors growing up. <laughs> I, I know exactly what yeah. you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. yeah. And that's like part of that silly anxiety thing. Like I, I have, I have anxiety enough to where it's like noticeable in my daily life. Like I can't really compare it to anyone because I don't know what other people. I know people have severe anxiety every day that have breakdowns. And I know people who I explain anxiety to them and they're like, what? You don't just <laughs> fall asleep right when you lay down? Like, like no. <laughs> Without a care in the world? Like, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anxiety is weird. It's, it's weird. such a weird thing because like what we do, it just never turns off because I can't just like I upload a video and I feel good for like not even a day because I'm already thinking about like anything going on like mm-hmm. the next video or what oh man I don't even know if this next video is a good idea should I go with it should I go like I'm already on that thing so there's never like a time when I'm just like at peace with like yeah. oh my channel's at this point like it doesn't even matter how many followers I got how many subs I got, how many views I'm getting or how much money I'm making. It just is always there. It's mm-hmm. always there. And I don't know exactly how to cope with that. I'm better at it than I've been in the past because I take that's, steps to like being more organized. I think that's the answer. That's all you can do, yeah. Because like I, I find that I kind of yo-yo back and forth. Like sometimes I'm on top of it and then I'll crash. And yeah. then it will all hit me like I got no shield. It's just, ah, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes, like, my mental is on point to the point where it's there. Like, it's coming in, but it's like I'm converting it to something else. Like, the the butterflies we was talking about earlier. Like yeah. that. Where it's not like, I don't feel like I'm, I'm falling victim to it. But I couldn't say for sure, but this, this is my thoughts. I don't yeah. think you can ever, like, get rid of it. But I do think you can control it and minimize it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To a great degree. Man, you saying that fall asleep thing made me think. You know something weird? You know people say like they don't sleep good in hotels? Yeah. I notice when I'm not home, like say I went on like a a, a trip with my homeboy. We went to, remember I told you about, we went to, to fight, a MMA fight. Yeah. Bro, I slept so damn good in these random hotel beds and 
I came to the realization that what it is is when I'm here, it's like I'm the goddamn I'm the king of this this place. You feel me? So like I gotta make sure everything is good. Like I can't go to sleep until she sleep, my son sleep, the dog good. I gotta I take another walk. The doors locked. Alarm on. I'm are we good money? Everything the you know what I'm saying the T's crossed yeah. the I's dotted. But when I'm off when I'm going somewhere and I ain't thinking about it, I just. <laughs> I'm just out, you feel me? And like I sleep better in that situation. I'm like, man, that's funny. But at the same time, it's like as good as that sleep was, I don't think it's I think it's good to like mix it in sometime, but I don't think I would want that on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Because I feel like a part of the responsibility of being a man is carrying these burdens. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like true. I really feel like that. But um it was just an interesting thing that I noticed. I wasn't going nowhere with that. No, that's that's a that's a interesting because I never sleep well in different beds and I just never sleep well in general, but I noticed that, that sucks. Yeah. But <laughs> going to your whole like butterflies and like dealing with challenges, like once I overcome something that I needed to do, like if I, if I wake up and the house is like, when I say trashed, it's like, okay, the dishes aren't done. The counters are dirty. There's like stuff on the floor. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe I need a vacuum. The bathroom's dirty. And it's like, there's enough stuff. It's going to take me like a few hours to, to really clean everything well. And that challenge isn't that hard. It's just doing it. And if I do it, then I feel like, then it helps my sleep. Like it helps my sleep. It deals with that problem. And the thing is I got so good isn't even the right word, but I started blocking everything out enough to where it's like, I keep letting things build up. Like, okay, I need to get the dishes done. I, I didn't do them, whatever. Oh, I need to get like, I need to work on this video to this point. I didn't do it, whatever. And it's just like, I get enough things. I need to work out, eat better. No, it's like, oh, it gets all pushed back to where like, I, it's not in the front of my mind. And yeah. I think that it's not there. I'm like, oh, whatever, I'll get to it. And then I'm like, at night, like I can't even sleep. And I, I don't know why, but yeah. it's just all these things stacking up. So I really think that's part of it. And what's crazy about that anxiety with sleep specifically for me is it just never seems to like get like, well, I solve one thing. It feels good for like a night and then something else comes up. It'll be like, Oh, well you still got to get on top of this. Or it's like, well now it's this. And it's like, it's like the next problem. Just like, it's like a, a card that just like flips in front. It's like this, this problem. And it's not even that big of an issue. It's like something that's minor in comparison to, other people's issues but it's just a little thing it's like okay i gotta get on top of this like yeah okay i gotta get on top of this okay whatever this, so. that take me back to the beginning of the podcast journaling i know a lot of people talk about journaling in the morning i journal at night and it's for that reason it's so that i could dump all of that shit off like get it out of my brain yeah. and onto this thing and that's it's helped like it, it really has helped and it it sounds like kind of cheesy you feel me? Yeah. But honestly, like when I when I'm getting ready to go to sleep and I know I got a big day the next day, or I got this all this stuff I need to do, right? I got this video due, I need to, I gotta go, I don't know, whatever. Just a bunch of stuff, right? When I come here and I put all of it down, I just say it into this mic and it put it all down. I can look at it and I'll map it out. Like, okay, bro, I can get all of that accomplished. Like this ain't even as much as I thought, first off. You feel me? I could chunk down tomorrow and the next day and work for probably about five, six hours each of those days and finish all of this. Yeah. So why am I stressing? You feel me? Glass of wine, 
go my ass to sleep. You know what I'm saying? And I sleep better. And then when I wake up the next day, because like I went, I went to sleep like with a mission. Even though yeah. it wasn't like weighing on me the same way, because I was able to sleep. But when I wake up, I'm like, I spring up. You feel me? Because I'm like, all right. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to attack this because I'm not about to let this. I'm trying not to curse. That's why I keep cutting myself up. No, you're fine. I'm not about to let this thing like beat me. You feel me? I'm going to, instead of being on the defensive, I'm finna go offensive. You yeah. feel me? I'm going to bring it to you. Uh, fucking random thing that thought you was going to hold me down. Nah, bro. I'm about to come at you full force because you really don't know who you're playing with. You feel me? Like, and I, I kind of changed that energy into that. And it just, it shoots you forward, bro. So I know you're already kind of doing it journaling. I don't know if you're doing it in the morning or at night. Yeah. Have you, you probably have tried this though. It might not have. I've never tried <laughs> what you're talking about, but on my phone, I would just record, like there's a voice recording app and I would mm -hmm. just record things periodically when I was like stressed out. It'd just be mm -hmm. like, I'd record everything that's on my mind and then I'd save it. And give it See, some random name. We got to start 2021. We're going to start doing goddamn sponsorships because I ain't going to be putting these damn apps out and like giving them all these, uh, these shout outs and stuff. But like on this <laughs> app, bro, that I'm talking about, bro, it, it's dope because I've been using it on and off. Sorry. I've been using it on and off for a couple of years. I just started okay. back using it like, you know, um, pretty much every day, maybe the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Right. So I was able to go back, though, because it's a calendar. I'm able to go back and look at where I was at a year from now, I mean, a year ago, and what I was saying then and what I typed. It just helped, bro, because it, it helped give you perspective. It pulled you out of this moment, help you look at it from, like, a macro. Like, okay, that's what my mindset was at right there. Or, ooh, I was, in, I was in a good place right here. I need this energy. Or, man, I was in a bad place right there. I've come a long way. Whatever. But, like, being able to revisit it, I don't know, bro. I, I feel like it's gonna uh, it's gonna a long way for me, and because it's organized, like I'm not a super organized person. This helped me organize my thoughts, and then like it bunch them like on a certain day at a certain time, and it save all this stuff for me. Mm. It's it's helped. It's helped. You know. That's helped. that's good to know. I I think I definitely need to get over a fear of listening to my inner thoughts because I'm I'm not afraid to talk out what I'm feeling. Like I talk to myself all the time. I go on walks where I'm like talking to myself kind of like quietly out loud mm -hmm. and I'm not afraid to say anything. Like I can be like, okay, I'm in, I have issues right now that I need to work on or, mm -hmm. okay, I'm not dealing with these things. Well, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm at a breaking point in this way or like when those come up, those thoughts, it's easy for me to just like say all those things out loud. It's almost cause I know that like no, nothing's going to happen. I don't even have to like, it's just like helping me get over the stress. But if I had to listen back to those things, I'm like scared. You to don't death. have to. That's the thing. Like, I'm not going to listen back to none of this now. No, no, Again, no. I got you. I'm listening back to stuff from a year ago. You feel me? Yeah. Just cause I felt like I was just like, let me just see where I was at. Yeah. But like when I record it, I don't listen to it. I just I record it. I save it and I just keep moving. I just get yeah. it off. You feel me? Yeah. And so that that's really that's really what I'm doing. Like I'm not like basking in it or like going back and reading my thoughts because I don't even, I don't even want to judge myself. I try to be honest in these things, as honest as I could be in that moment. Yeah. Whether or not this gonna make me look like a goddamn a slob or a bad person in that moment, it is what it is. Sometimes I'm a slob or a bad person in some moments. Like you know, yeah. what I'm saying perfect. So it you just know, is what it is. I, I also one thing I'm working on just because we're talking kind of about things like this is not caring about things that are out of my control, which mm. 
like I'll just use this specific example, uh, like with girls and women growing up. It's like, yeah, I had such an issue. Maybe it was like insecurities, you know, low self-worth or whatever you want to call it. It was Mm -hmm. just all these things that made it very tough for me to just let the process play out. If they liked me, they liked me. If they didn't, they didn't. If they talked to someone else, then they're talking to someone else. Like it, it was so hard for me to deal with that stuff that I was very, um, possessive and just like, just not really good. Like just like trusting boyfriend if I like in those situations. Yeah. And so that always was an issue and it caused me so much grief and whatever. It just so much heartache just from like always worrying about it. Like I text and I don't get a text back for a while. Like what's going on? And I know a lot of people deal with this because then they become obsessive and they're like, yo, why, why are you not responding? Like what's going on? Are you talking to someone else? Like that's kind of, and I had a big issue with that growing up. That was like one of my biggest things that like was part of my struggle. But then I got to college and I got enough confidence that like, you know, by the time I was at near the end of, of my college time and having dealt with enough life scenarios, it's like I've almost dropped caring about what's going on. Like I care about who I'm with, like my girlfriend now and then what's going on. But I don't like I'm not like trying to read her texts while she's texting. I don't like if her phone's sitting there and she's gone, I look through it really quick. Like I've gotten over that. And it's because yeah, yeah. Some, at some point I finally went. It, do, it doesn't matter what's going on because if she if she's cheating or she's doing something, it's like then it's going to it's going to have like we're going to find out at some point or something's going to happen. Like she's eventually going to leave or something. It's going to happen. But to worry about yeah. that, to like go looking for that stuff. It's yeah. it's uh, it shows weakness. It shows insecurity. It shows that when you're doing that stuff, it shows that you're not confident in yourself so yeah. if you find yourself in that position what you need that when you're feeling that way what you need to do is go build up you that's really what you need to focus on build yeah. yourself up in that situation and what you're gonna find is as you become kind of the shit in your own eyes you're gonna care less yeah for one you know what i'm saying like you're not gonna be as attached yeah. You feel me? And then what that does, it kind of create like this weird reverse polarity to where when you stop caring as much, and it's not like in a malicious way, I don't care. It's in like, yeah. I'm super content and I'm good and I'm confident enough to know that if something did go wrong, I wouldn't have a problem, you know, making something happen over here. Like I'm straight. You feel me? When you do that, it create like this polarity to where now she become more possessive. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times. And that energy kind of shift. And then you could put her at ease, like, yo, you ain't got to worry about all of that. There's certain things you can do and ways you can behave to where she ain't going to be tripping on that, on that stuff as much. But um, it just puts you in a much better place to where your, your mental game is much stronger and you're not driving yourself crazy because being in those emotional states where you're like super jealous all the time and super possessive, that's a, I mean, we all been there at some point in our lives. Yeah. That's a, vulnerable a vulnerable place to be like it's a very very bad place to be for a man if you find yourself there go to the gym at once like go you know what i'm saying like go get you a trade at once like study learn something like you know at once like build yourself up immediately you feel me and once you as you do that over three months five months six months a year as you build yourself up you're gonna find that 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 type of stuff it go away you know what I'm saying? You're not going to feel that way no more. You're not going to have to because you're going to be content with yourself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, no, that's that's good. Saying. That's good advice and a good, like, uh, 
understanding of the situation. And it's weird because yeah. it's like a game. It's like, it's like a game that you it start playing. And by the t- before you realize you're playing it, and then th- when you get things from it, you don't realize it comes with so much negative. It comes with so much negative that any sort of positive you think you're getting from it is so minuscule in comparison yeah. to everything. But it's a, it's a terrible state. Like you don't want to yeah. be in that state. You find yourself in that state, bro. I ain't saying like hit the panic button. Like it's unfixable. It's yeah. super fixable because like like I said, every dude I know has been in that situation, including me, multiple times throughout life. So it's obviously fixable because everybody didn't find themselves there at some point. So if you, but if you find yourself there, it's just time to start building your character, building your body, building your mind, and building your your career. You yeah. feel me on whatever whatever path you're trying to take. Like it's time to do that. Yeah. You know I mean? So once I realized that, you know, people liked me for when I was being myself and not people pleasing. Like once I was just being authentically myself and going like, Hey, people actually like me. Like people don't hang out with me because of some other reason or they're using me or whatever. Once I realized that, then it's like my confidence went way up. Cause I'm like, I, I just had higher self-worth, you know what I mean? Mm. And that's also what gave me confidence to do YouTube because I was just like, Hey, I know whatever I'm going to do it here. If I put my authentic self into it as much as I can and my authentic passion, into it then it's it's like going to work whether or not that means it's going to blow up like how it has or it's going to be just a little little thing it's like i knew that i could i knew that i would it would be something that i enjoyed and i could get something from it and so it was so much easier whereas when i was a kid doing like youtube i'd be like recording and if i hear someone open the door i'm like now i'm quiet because i don't want to record because i don't want them to hear me doing something like i'm doing something bad but i'm just scared because i'm like i'm so insecure about it yeah for sure so yeah, that's, it's, it's a big step. It was a big step, those kind of things. And it's still like, it's always, you're trying to make progress. It's not, it's never perfect, but just taking yeah. steps in that direction. You know what I mean? Already. All right. So I guess it's, it's that time we go ahead and jump into the, into the football side of it. Um, oh yeah. Football. You guys haven't played. Y'all played tonight. So yeah, dude, it, here's how, you know, the world is backwards right now. Browns play on Monday night. And then next mm-hmm. week they got flexed into Sunday night and they took the Cowboys out of Sunday night football. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in what I world are we living it, in? That the Browns yeah, are getting... 2020 is different, bro. It's different, bro. You know... It's super different. It's so it's so cool because I was telling my girlfriend yesterday because I was watching the Steelers game and when the, the Bills were taking over and they were going to win, I was like, okay, it might not happen, but they could lose to... They could lose to the Bengals, unlikely, but they could also lose to the Colts. They can't lose to the Bengals. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, anything's possible. They could lose to the Colts, and if they lose to the Colts and the Browns win out, then they play in Week 17, and it's for the division. Mm. And that is so crazy to me. But that's not even the – that's just, like, the tip of the iceberg. The fact that the Browns are, uh, percentage-wise, a 97% chance to make the playoffs at this point is such a weird place to be as a fan because I'm so used to, by the time November rolls around, the Browns are already eliminated, and I'm just kind of watching because I'm a fan hoping that certain players do well. It's time to embrace it, bro. Y'all been on this playoff trajectory for the whole season. I know. know, Other than week one. Week one was a scare, but other than that, it's been like all the signs have pointed to the playoffs. So it's time to embrace at least that part of it. You feel me? I cannot wait to see what y'all gonna look like tonight. Oh, like yeah. I kind of, like 
it's the timing is terrible for me because I really it's something else that I need to be doing. Yeah. But I'm gonna watch this game because I really want to see like. I want to compare this game to week one. Yeah. And see, the Ravens haven't been playing great. I think they're vulnerable as hell. Like, I really think they are. And I think y'all, y'all got a, a hell of a shot, bro. Like, the teams feel now so much more even than they did back then. Like, the first game of the, of the season, because y'all was coming off of, you know, being the Browns for the last however many years, and the Ravens was coming off of mm, this crazy Lamar Jackson rise. So and then they're also the Ravens. So and then they come out and boom, they they run off from y'all. Yeah. Now it's like things have it feel like they have kind of even back out. And I know the Ravens feel like, all right, we're gonna put things back in their proper place. And Cleveland feel like, all right, this is the time where let's go ahead and flip this this stone over and it'll never go back to how it was before. Like this is that opportunity and it's intriguing, bro. <laughs> like it's incredibly intriguing. I know. I'm I can't wait for the rest of the day to spend it building. It's already been building up in my head. Like this whole week has been the suspense of like, oh man, this is crazy. It's a Monday <laughs> night game. It yeah. actually matters. It's not just a rivalry game. It's playoff implications. It's yeah. also revenge. It's also proving that we're like the Titans game was great. And that was the first step to people being like, oh, whoa, the Browns. Wait, yeah. actually Baker's not that bad. Like he can right. be great. Right. What? Let's see what he can do again. Like, just the, like all these things. Like, oh, I don't even know what to say. I just like I got energy right now flowing through me. I'm just excited. Do you, do you have expectations, or is it more mm. just random excitement? Like, and you really don't know what's gonna happen. The thing is, I'm I'm almost past expectations because mm. it's it's like what you said. Like, I'm trying to embrace the Browns are at the point they are. As the the yeah. skeptic, critical side of me, it's like I'm always just worried. I'm always just worried like, okay, they haven't played that many good teams. I feel like they got the, – the Titans game was such a weird game because everything went right in the first half. It's like anything that could go wrong for the Titans went wrong. Derrick Henry fumbles. And Derrick Henry on fourth and one falls forward. It looks like he got it, but they gave him a bad spot. And you can't really review those that well. So it was like two – crazy breaks for the Browns and then Baker was playing the best I've ever seen him play. He was doing like those Johnny Manziel type like cross body passes on the money 20 yards downfield. Just deep bomb perfect in the bread basket back of the end zone. Just everything was perfect. Yeah. And now Baker is like confident enough like he's you can just tell like he's got that like Oklahoma swagger and it's like that same level of confidence that he had when he walks onto the field as a rookie and he's just like, yeah, I can do this. I'll take this on. And he, so this is the most excited I've been since after that first win, the Browns had gotten in two years when Baker stepped on the field. Cause I can see the level of confidence he has. And despite anything else, the defense playing bad or, you know, injuries or whatever, Denzel Ward, whatever he's hurt. We still got issues. It's like, I just am so excited for the, Baker aspect of it because I can see his confidence and I can see this game being another statement of him being like, yeah, I'm not Baker Mayfield, the the Case Keenum That's type quarterback. So it's, yeah. I feel like I got a lot of respect for what Baker is doing right now and I will hold my full thoughts on this to the end of the season when I can see it, like the fully play out yeah. playoffs and everything. But for him 
See, because I put myself in these cats' situation, bro, and I think about what it must be like to be a Baker Mayfield, to be this dude who failed a lot of times in college, had bounced around, had to transfer, and everybody tell you you're not good enough, and then you go to Oklahoma, you become that dude, number one pick in the draft. You walk into Cleveland with, you know, all these expectations, and the first time you hit the field, it looked like the sky is the limit. But then you, you get all these commercials, you get all of this stuff, you know what I'm saying? But then you start to look like, the team started to look like, damn, Baker looking like the reason that they not winning. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he looked like he almost holding the team back. Yeah. And he go through this process of, bro, you are not Patrick Mahomes. You are not Russell Wilson. And I feel like that hurt. Like, when you – because you don't really know what you are yet because you knew in the league. And that, that hurts. But then – so you, you take that hit, but then you come back and you say, okay, cool. Maybe I'm not that, but this is what I am. You feel me? Yeah. And I'm going to lean into my strengths and you my strengths to take me – to heights that I haven't been to before and take the Cleveland Browns to heights that they haven't been to before or in the recent, yeah. you know, recent times. And um, for him to be able to do that, bro, like that, I don't think people understand how difficult a thing that is. Like mentally, like you got to be a strong, again, it's trying not to curse, you got to be a really strong person <laughs> to, to be able to shake back from that and then lean into what he's leaning into now. So if he go through the rest of the season and look, it continue to look how it's looking and the playoffs look how I think they're going to look, I'm going to probably make a video on it because it's, it's very interesting to me. And um, like he gaining a lot of respect from a person like me because I was definitely um, super skeptical. Like yeah. I didn't believe he was going to be able to do it mentally. And I, I kept saying that, like, not from a skill set standpoint. Like, I just didn't believe he would buy into his skill set and, like, buy into y'all's scheme and the way y'all need to play in order to win. I didn't think his ego would let him buy into yeah. that. But he's been doing it, and it's been looking pretty damn good, and the results have been good. So, you know, that's what's up. Like, you got to tip your cap to do it. Oh, dude, I've, I've thought a lot about it over the last few weeks. Like, I feel like a Baker apologist at this point because at some point I was skeptical. At some point earlier earlier in this season and also because of last season, I was just like, man, there's just some issues that it's like we started, everyone started doing that thing where you're comparing them to way more athletic, way bigger arm quarterbacks. And it's so silly to like base someone off of their athleticism and their ability because like that's not the only thing that determines how good a quarterback is. Like a lot of the greats, Brady, Joe Montana, like Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, they didn't have like you look at them physically and go like, wow, he was so average. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, it's never been the most important thing, but ever. you get caught up in that because he tries to do things that you notice that like he's trying to run and he's not that fast or he tries to do like off his back foot. doesn't go as far as when Mahomes does it. And you get so caught up in comparing him to those guys that it's like, it sucks because I know his off season, man must've been one of the most brutal I, oh, I, the last season and this off season were probably so eye opening because it was the first time when everyone was against him. Like people in his, in the, in his own organization were like, oh, we don't know if you're the guy and everyone outside Browns fans, the whole, everyone was just like, like he took advantage of a situation where he had overcame everything over and over and over and over again until he led the Browns to their best record in a long time. Mm -hmm. and he makes a few commercials, does a couple of things. He talks his talk 
too much, in my opinion, obviously in everyone's opinion, but that's what he does because he's so confident and then it backfires on him and he gets more shit than anyone gets. Like he just gets called out all the time by everybody. And what the, what this last off season must've been like, man, I just can't help but know like his, like you can see on his face, like when you look at his face after like games from last year, <laughs> it's, it's eye opening. It's like dope because you can just see how bad he's like, I don't understand why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? I've done, I thought I was doing everything right. All this mm -hmm. stuff. And for him to be able to accept what he is a lot more this season, play within the offense, even though he's not shining and everyone's still questioning, he's been patiently waiting, which is something so hard to do for those dudes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you're the star yeah. all the time, just take the back seat and be like, yeah, this is what it is. It's not about me. That's a big shot to the ego that most dudes can't take. And so the fact that he's taking sure. it like this and it's at the point where it's at, if he can continue to play at the level he did against Tennessee and other games earlier in the season, like he's had his handful of games. He hasn't necessarily played terrible. He just hasn't done anything exceptional other than those games. You know what I mean? Like there's not a game that you went, oh, he threw four picks. Like, no, he doesn't have those horrible games. He just has some games where he didn't stand out. He just yeah. played average. So then yeah. you like can't say he's the reason they're winning. So, yeah, man, I'm just, obviously there, I'm, I'm a Browns fan, so I'm excited for more than just that, but just his journey, it's like a Disney movie at this point. Cause it's just, he just seems like such an average guy with an insane confidence that's get, gotten him to this point. And like his, he does have a skill set, and yeah. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's, it's gotten him to this point. I think, I think he's a, he's a game manager with an edge. Game manager plus. Game, yeah, uh, 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 above average game manager. Yeah, you know, I know game manager come across as a bad term. Yeah, and I don't even mean it as that. Like, I mean, I think he's a he's a good game manager. I don't think he'll ever be like the type of guy that can go to a team and be like, "Yo, we gonna I'm gonna throw it 50 times and yeah. we're gonna win because of me." That's so when I say game manager, that's what I mean. I think most quarterbacks in the league are that. By the, by the way, and but not always good at it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think he's a good game manager, but because he's got that edge. It's um it's not the same type of leadership that you'll get with like a really steady person, but it's yeah. still something that his teammates can rally behind. You feel me? And it allows him to be the face of a team, which is important for the quarterback position. So that's yeah. what that is. Yeah, dude, I'm working on a video right now where I'm gonna be talking about the game manager concept. And mm -hmm. it's so funny that people People care so much about carrying the team. It's like that basketball thing. Like you have to be the superstar and carry. Mm -hmm. Like you can't be LeBron and bring along another superstar and win. Yeah. That's cheating. You have to do it all on your own, which right. is like, what kind of concept, what kind of selfish, weird concept is that? It's, where we, It's stupid. It, it's so silly, but we get so caught up in it with quarterbacks that if you're not Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers and you can't do everything, then you're this... I think it happens manager. because of, of because of fans like of the of the players though right it's like what happens is you'll take a player like Ryan Tannehill who I bring up a lot I feel like but um I f people was trying to tell me that Ryan Tannehill was the greatest I'm like bro so what happens is I push back you feel me because I'm not I'm not saying yo being a game manager is bad but it just when you try to come here and tell me that he one of the best quarterbacks in the league and I'm like yo you know let's slow down and let's let's call this what this actually is he's a good fit for this system 
That's not bad. But when I say that, it, it sounds negative because you was just telling me he was top three. So when I say, well, nah, he really just a game manager. He's good at what he's doing, though. He should keep it up. You know, boom, his team's winning. Yeah. That's great. But, like, people take that as a shot. And so what happens is they end up over-exaggerating all his good traits, and the person over here over-exaggerate all their bad traits, and it just create this, you know what I'm saying? But it, it really comes from just people getting a little excited, getting over-emotional. Yeah. Fandom. And, yeah, getting attached to players and, and overrating them. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? We all do this. Like, I'm not – when I sit here and say this stuff, I don't say it with, like, excluding myself. You feel me? Yeah. We all fall victim to this. I'm just aware of it. You feel me? 100%. Yeah. We overrate and underrate players all the time. Yeah. And it happened with Baker. Yeah. Like, people gave him the credit of one of those guys. Right. So then people get upset at those people. And so it, it's silly. But, you know, with offenses that heavily rely on their quarterback, you know, Rodgers, uh, Deshaun Watson, Mahomes, like, obviously, those are the main examples. Mm. Lamar Jackson. Mm. When you build a scheme around a guy, it can be incredible to watch. It's like must-watch TV, watching like last year's Ravens when it was clicking perfectly. Yeah. It's like no one can stop this. That's why Cowherd said 16-0 for the Ravens. Yeah. Obviously, it's like that's very unrealistic because it's so hard to stay healthy. And you can see what happens when a team loses like that guy. Linemen, yeah. So, you know, I look at the Browns and I'm like, man, actually building a roster and an offense around a game manager type is such a better idea because then it's so much more well balanced. You don't know what you're getting when you watch them. Are you going to get the Nick Chubb and Hunt each carry the ball 20 plus times and Baker throws 10 passes? Or are you going to get the 40 pass game? They don't run the ball that much. It's like, you don't know. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. It's much harder to stop. And see, the thing is like, to an extent, yes. To an extent, no. It's like it's not necessarily better to build around a game manager. If you have a game manager, you got a game manager. But if you have, like, okay, look at the Chiefs. You got Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes does not need to be a game manager. He's Patrick Mahomes. However, yeah. when the Chiefs went into the offseason, they, they went and got more running backs. They went and got they went and built more and they, they improved the defense. They did things to allow him to now manage the game in spots, but he's still Patrick Mahomes when he need to be. You feel yeah. me? So it's better. It's always better to have the more talented quarterback if he knows how to also manage the game. And he just yeah. does what need to be done in that game. Well, you got Jameis Winston who, you know, he going to gunsling it no matter what. He can't read the room. You know what I'm saying? He think he need to throw yeah. an 80-yard touchdown every play. When you exactly. got that, it's going to put you in a bad spot. But then also if you have a quarterback who can only manage the game, um, I'm trying to think of somebody. Who? Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Um, when you get in a game where you need your quarterback to elevate y'all and get you this tough win, um, you know, for playoff implications, a lot of times he's not going to be able to do that. Yeah, it's the classic backup quarterback. You, exactly. So you want to so, approach it like you have a game manager quarterback, even if you got the super talented quarterback. But you still want the super talented quarterback if you can yeah. get him. You know what I'm saying? You know, this, this is why I'll defend John Dorsey and the Browns organization for drafting Baker till I, till I die. Mm -hmm. Because looking for that Patrick Mahomes, there's, there's 20 Jameis Winstons. Yeah, for sure. Mega talented, big arm, can make crazy plays. Decision-making, you never know. Like, Mahomes makes the Chiefs 
the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like that. And I heard that on Colin Howard show. I'll give him credit for that. But it was perfect because I'm like, you don't, there's no way to stop them. They can do everything. Yeah. Whereas like you look at the Steelers and they can't really run the ball. So Big Ben's throwing it 50 times and they don't, they don't like beat you like the hell they used to with like the run first and then tough defense. It's like they're passing way too much. Yeah. And that's really hard to do when the weather gets cold and it's windy and, you know, rainy. Yeah. And there's when you're one dimensional, like Mahomes without a run game, it's like there was a formula to stop it. But now that they have Edwards Hilaire and they can do. Yeah. And they can do multiple different styles of play. It's like there's no way to stop them. Watching that Dolphins Chiefs game. I don't know if you saw it. it. I watched it. It was so classic Chiefs. They get down 10-0 quickly. Mahomes throws two picks, which he never does. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is the perfect upset alert. Miami's got a good defense. Mm-hmm. You know, their offense is starting to roll. And it's like, boom, it shifted so fast because the Chiefs don't even have to try, it seems like, just because they've they've got it, man. They've got the best offense I've ever seen, I think. Like, I don't know if you could say there's a better offense. Yeah. Statistically, there's probably, like, you could say statistically maybe 07 Patriots or Greatest Show on Turf if you look at just stats. But purely eye test for me, I've never seen an offense make it football look as easy as the Chiefs do. Greatest Show on Turf, they made it look really easy. I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment is why, is why I have to think. I get that. But, like, when you think about it, it's like, yeah. Probably. Like, I want to say yes, but I'm, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to disrespect, you feel me? Because I feel yeah. like yes, but I'm trying to at least give like a fair shake to these other teams. And let me really think about this before I just, you know Well, what I'm all I'm going to use is the 2019 playoff run the Chiefs went on. How many teams get down 24 nothing, and then end up blowing that team out? Every team that plays Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but... Um, but really, though, the Chiefs came back in every single game in the playoffs yeah. by multiple scores, and they did it against the Niners in the Super Bowl, who they devastated teams all year defensively. Yeah. And yeah. they did it. It's just... They're different. Mahomes has no weaknesses at quarterback. Like, I, that's the thing I've, I don't think I've ever seen. Like, a player who has no weakness. I'm saying he's perfect at everything, but there's nothing yeah. you can point to in his game and say, that's a weakness. Like, maybe he can improve the... it. But he yeah. really don't have no weakness. He's the perfect quarterback, bro. It's unbelievable. The, I have a question for you. Go. Greatest talent to ever play quarterback, in my opinion, it's, it's probably Mahomes. Mahomes. It's Mahomes. But me. what about, okay, just looking at the, the skill set, mm-hmm. Michael Vick or Mahomes? Like if, if Michael Vick's playing well and he's throwing the ball, because his arm was ridiculous. Yeah. And in his prime with just his skill set for like a one-game showdown, what about that? Mahomes. It's not. It, okay, do we count, like, uh, mentality and being, like, a student of the game? as Like, does that count? Well, and, it's and just, like, whatever set? you want to use for your argument. Because I'll, I'll, just for the sake of it, because for, like, a Vic, dumb debate. Vic will tell you himself, in his young days, when he was, when he was yeah, Michael he was Vic, he really. was the last person to get to the facility and the first person <laughs> yeah. to leave. Like, he, he will yeah. tell you that, like, he wasn't. You know, these regrets of his. So that's not a knock on him. He he realized that as he's gotten older. But Mahomes not like that, bro. Like he's he's humble. He's like he's smart. He made good decisions. He got a cannon. He's still very athletic. He's not thick, but he's very athletic. Yeah. I mean, this dude, 
It's Mahomes. I don't even think it's close. No, you're right. I, I just wanted to try to find like an example of someone who is so hyper-athletic that it's like for a one-game, all on see, the line, don't have like the making accuracy plays. accuracy that Mahomes have. He got the cannon. That's the weird thing about Mahomes. It's unbelievable. That's what I'm saying. Also, Mahomes, the weapons that they have right now is... That's why I think they're the best offense ever. Because Tyreek Hill is the fastest player that's ever played in the NFL, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Explosive. It's not even close. And then all the other receivers are just a step or two behind Hill. Like Hardman is just as fast. You saw that punt return. Yeah. Not as just as fast. It's just close. he's very fast. fast. Faster than and most. Kelsey's like arguably the best tight end, he probably the best, the best receiving tight end. Right now, easily. That with no question, <sighs> I don't think. Uh, and Whereas even stand yeah. all time, you can you can make arguments, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. Um then obviously we talked about the running backs and what they can do. It's like Le'Veon Bell's like a fun added piece that gets a barely any time. But and if he it's like he's a feature back he was the on most teams. Best running back in the league two years ago. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, so when the playoffs are around the coach. Then then you go coach, you know what I'm saying? You go head coach, oh, you go coordinator. You just look at the whole theme from top to bottom and it's pretty damn amazing bro i wonder if people gonna start hating on the chiefs because like say they go win it again this year you know how people always hate on dynasties like they yeah. just hate it'll happen people hate i wonder what it's gonna be because Mahomes is so likable like it's yeah. hard i feel like it's gonna well, be hard to hate on these guys bro here's here's what makes it I'm less likely than the Patriots, just to use it as an example. The Patriots got caught doing things against the rules multiple times. Mm, yep. And right. if you watch them play, it's you don't understand why they're doing good. You're it's just boring. like, these slow-ass receivers keep getting open five yards down the field, and that's all they do. Yeah. How does this keep happening? Yeah, so they're not even good. Like Brady's not even good. Yep. He throws five-yard dump-offs to the running back, and that's all they are. It's not fun to watch. It's right. just efficient. It's the Spurs. It's just so clinical it's a death by a thousand cuts that's why people won't hate on the chief because it is fun it's so fun it's 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 maddening if you're the other team like if you're a fan of the other team because you're just like this isn't even like it doesn't seem like there's a, a possibility to stop these guys but it's kind of fun like it's for it's me it's not fun if you're a fan of the other team to I, watch the game i don't I, know i i would i would ask like have the browns played them uh they I, played them last year i'd have to ask but, other teams like now now that you know what they are, I feel like it'll probably be kind of fun because you you shouldn't really expect to win. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's impossible, but you shouldn't go in that yeah. game like we're gonna. But you get to test your team against this is one of the all time great teams, bro. Or it looks like it at this point, right? Like yeah. you get to test your team against that. I feel like that'll be fun. Not if you had to play them every week. That would suck. But like once a year, <laughs> yeah. Like let's let's. See I got, we got you. you no, know what I'm I mean. I'm just talking from like a, you. If you could draw any matchup in the playoffs, oh, in the playoffs, and you get the Chiefs. Different. I'm talking regular season. Yeah, <laughs> as a like a fan of the game, I agree with you 100. Yeah. But as a homer fan of, I want my team in the best position possible because we've never been there. Yeah. It's like, this is also an interesting question. Would I rather have the Browns get lucky and the and the Chiefs get upset in the playoffs, so the Browns play like the Titans? in the AFC championship and then they it's an easier road. So they say the Browns win it mm, all, mm. but they didn't have to play the chiefs. Mm. Would I rather have that or they play the chiefs and like, then you have that challenge. Play the chiefs Would and I rather lose have the, or 
Okay. Because well, obviously, obviously, if they win, it's better if you beat the Chiefs. No, no. What, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, would I rather have the easier route that's more likely to get the Browns there or have the challenge of the Chiefs? Because if, if you get that challenge and you win, then it's it's just uh, you overcame it. You beat the, the 2B dynasty. Yeah. But if you didn't have to beat them because they happen to get upset, like Mahomes gets hurt or some something, you know, something happens. Wh- where's the value on that? Because it's, uh, it's a weird concept because you know like uh when the this what team was it the raptors when they won but golden state was hurt yeah it's it's that kind of thing it's like well you won but yeah but, i mean it's kind of weird but nobody it's not no, really... nobody acknowledged it it was it was unbelievable to me because nobody acknowledged the fact that the warriors literally their entire team got hurt but yeah. they was kawaii's i was like yeah yo kawaii's cold but come on bro like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we can't really, like, if it's going to be an asterisk, like, that was the one to me that the yeah. asterisk should have went by. But Well, what's what's a bigger asterisk? Them winning against the Hurt um, Warriors or the Lakers winning the bubble? Definitely the Hurt Warriors. Because in the bubble, the Lakers lost a starter out of their lineup, and all the teams they beat didn't. So if anything, the Lakers would have more of a disadvantage. Then they had home, they had home court advantage because they earned that throughout the regular season. But now there's no fans in the bubble, so you don't get home court advantage. Everybody's just playing in the bubble, so that go out the window. Now the, it would have been way better if they would have got a chance to beat the Clippers. But you know the Clippers decided to blow it through one lead. So you know yeah. if you want to go asterisk, that's fine. But the, it's definitely a way bigger asterisk when you play a, the, the best team. In the league, but yeah. they're missing every one of their Hall of Fame players except Draymond. I think Draymond was there, but Curry is hurt, Clay is hurt, and KD is hurt. That's the whole team. Yeah, like that's the entire Dude, team. Dude, it's crazy. <laughs> so I uh, definitely a big yeah. Asterisk. The thing is, basketball is so weird to me right now because I think those two championships were so boring to me. Like yeah. no, when the like the Raptors got there. The big shot he hit in game seven against the Sixers was dope. That was big, yeah. But the, the finals was so boring. Yeah. And then obviously the bubble, like the bubble to me, like after a few games, like I just wasn't into it. And now basketball is in a state where I'm like, I don't even, oh great, my my thing's full. Yeah. Whatever. The, um, the problem with basketball is kind of like when the Patriots win. Because when the Lakers win, like when people watch LeBron play, they don't really, they don't really, I don't think understand or maybe they just don't appreciate. Maybe they understand but don't appreciate what he's doing. Like the way he runs a game is completely different than any other player in the league, period. But when you was watching Golden State and they were seeing all these deep threes, that's more fun, especially for a casual fan and for a non-casual fan. It's fun. So when it's more fun, there's going to be more fans. So, yeah, the NBA is in an interesting place, um, but I think – I think it'll all it could all work out because now you got Steph and them back. You got KD and Kyrie over there causing trouble in Brooklyn. So you got yeah. more fun teams here. And the Lakers get an opportunity. The Lakers who are really not a fun team, they're more like an old school dominant type of team. You know what I'm saying? Like a defensive team. They don't shoot great. They're not yeah. like like LeBron ain't got like the tightest handles. They're not the most fun team to watch if you're not like into that kind of basketball. If you're into more new age basketball, you probably don't really like the Lakers style of play. But now you get to see them go against the fun teams. So that's fun, right? Because we get to see what style win. 
assuming everybody can stay healthy, hopefully, because if not, it's going to be real bad for the league, for the NBA, because they've been struggling, you know what I'm saying, and with yeah. viewership and stuff, and like yeah. half of the people watching on crack streams with me, so they're not getting their ratings that they're supposed to be getting, you feel me? So, yeah, it's been tough I, for the league, bro. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I, I've tried to be a Kings fan, but it's tough because they just seem like they're a joke and they don't have a chance. Yeah, so it's like done too. Yeah, man, the Kings. They need to go ahead to and wrap trade this us. Up. What you call? Oh, before we wrap up, I got. I want to speak on my Bengals real quick. I got like two things to say. Um, that was fine. One, I didn't watch the Cowboys game uh, because I was watching Tua versus Mahomes. That was a lot more entertaining. Two, I've come to the realization that maybe I've just been broken. But I've come to the realization that until we get an actual GM, until we basically copy and paste everything else that modern teams are doing, I, I'm not. I can't be as invested emotionally, right? I'm a still. I'm a still always be a fan, but I can't be as invested emotionally because it's a waste of energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they yeah. ain't doing everything that they could possibly do to move this thing forward, then it's not going to move forward. You feel me? Like, we will have to get incredibly lucky. We've tried to kind of line things up and get lucky a couple times. Every time things went haywire for us. And because there's no real foundation, when a couple things go wrong, it just, you know, the whole house just fall in. You feel me? Yeah. So, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Just because if Bengals fans watching this, they're probably like, "Yo, you are gonna speak on the Bengals?" That's where I'm at with the Bengals, bro. That's really where I'm at. We we need a complete overhaul, and until that day comes, you know, I'll still be a fan. I'll still be rooting. I'll still be hoping we win. But what I'm not gonna be doing is breaking down every game, watching every play like this, listening to ten different Bengals podcasts. It's just it, it's a waste of energy at this point. Like I can't. Yeah. I could do something else with my energy, bro. No, I get it. I hundred percent get it. And it's weird because thinking about when I was a fan of the Browns diehard during their one and 31 days, yeah. it's like, I don't even know why I did that, but I did it. Yeah. And thinking back, if I was more mature and older, I probably wouldn't have been in its invested because it is a waste of energy. You can't yeah. control it. Yeah. So also before we wrap up, I do want to get your prediction for tonight's game since this will be going up after the fact. It's, it's tough. It's tough, bro. I'm going to go with my gut here. My gut tells me the Ravens take it. Um, okay. Score. Give me a score. I got the return of Lamar. I got two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Three touchdowns Oof. for Lamar. Yeah. Or maybe two rushing, one passing. I don't know. Three touchdowns, though. And I got them winning 27-21. Okay. 28, 21, my bad. That's where I'm, I'm going. going 30. Okay. I respect it. And it easily could go like that. What you got? If they can't stop Lamar. I'm saying 34, 24 Browns. 34, I think Baker stays 34, hot. 34, 24. 34, 24. So the Browns have proven to play well. When when Baker's hot, it's like their offense is just killing it. Yeah. And and so if they can, if he gets going like he did against Tennessee, mm-hmm. I could see him throwing up three, two, three touchdowns. And if they're in the red zone, those touchdowns could easily be, uh, you know, you get another Chubb or, or a, a Hunt touchdown. So I see like four touchdowns and two field goals kind of thing. Yeah. And I see the Ravens scoring, but I see the Browns, like if they get up and they can melt the clock with the, with the run, 
Yeah. I could see them winning this game in like a, not handily, like it's 34-24, but it was like down to the wire kind of thing. The Browns got to go ahead, touchdown at the end to kind of put it away yeah. type of thing. It's That's how be, I see it's it. It's going to be interesting, man. I'm, I'm really excited, yeah. dude. I'm, I'm more excited now Oof. that that's your prediction. It gets me more excited because my boy, a Ravens fan, I think the Ravens are going to win. But with, for you having a super confident prediction that y'all are going to handle them, these cats, really, you know, 34-24. So I'm excited. I'm excited because I haven't been watching as closely as you have, so you probably know, you obviously know a lot more about them than me. Anyway, bro, that's going to do it, man. Thank y'all for coming through. Um, another episode of Sports Therapy in the books. We'll catch y'all boys in the next one, bro. Peace. Peace.